Well, I think that you're the answer right there. You guys have a channel, um, and you, you're you're putting out better, more honest, more direct information than anyone would ever get from a mainstream uh, platform. And in fact, right now, I think just our introduction statement that, that we made at the beginning of this is more factual than anything the mainstream has ever written about the red pill. So you guys are already better journalists than the rest of them. Welcome to the show. Tonight we have a very special guest. This is a world-exclusive interview with the one and only Red Pill School. RPS, how are you doing, man? Yeah, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Finally, finally got this set up. It's been a <laughs> long time coming. Uh, so we were talking a little bit before the show. Uh, I guess just to give some folks the background of who you are, where you came from, like what was your Red Pill moment? What brought you to the community? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it was probably just um, having a bad time with women. I think it's probably the story for most of us. Um, for me, it wasn't so much hurting women as it was, uh, you know, farther on in, in relationships. You know, you get down to um, six months to a year in and, and things just start falling apart because you were a, a good little newbie and you did everything right and you you made her happy and it turns out making her happy didn't make her happy and things fall apart. So eventually I just got fed up with it. It started, you know, what, the same thing I do when something's wrong with my car, I start searching on Google and uh, I came across uh, the community. Very good. So that's kind of how you got here. But for those that don't know, who are you? Like, what do you do as far as like, now we're not going to talk about private life, but <laughs> yeah. for those that don't know, you actually helped run the community now for many many years yeah you go back with joe quite a bit so oh yeah yeah this is, uh, this is gonna be a, a world premiere uh doxing here i'm actually donald trump <laughs> <laughs> and and so i had i had to put the voice changer on here so the deep state wouldn't get to me yeah. um i uh i i know um pk atheist and that's why he asked me to take over um hmm. And uh, we all kind of came to similar conclusions around the same time. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he had other things going on, as we, we all found out. Um, he was uh, getting into the political world, so he's like, I can't be part of this anymore. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, so you got into the community. You kind of basically took over, in a sense, with the, uh, the moderation. And we've had a lot of guys come and go over the years. You know how that works. Uh, but but what's made you want to stick around for the for the long term? Well, originally it was just about getting laid. I think that's kind of where a lot of guys' uh, original passion was. But after a while, I start realizing that the, the the big fight, as it were, wasn't whether or not you could get laid or whether or not you were good with women. The big fight was are we even allowed to have this discussion? When, when you get involved in moderating a community like this, the, uh, inst you know, almost instantly you realize that the fight isn't against trolls on a, on a web forum. It's not about keeping it on topic, although that is, it's a job in itself, you know, making sure to steer the, the conversation, keep things on topic and make sure you don't slide into kind of a, a blue pill way of thinking, which, which happens if you don't pay attention. 
but the bigger fight was actually against Reddit itself. It was against uh, the media. It was against um, uh, trolls of a different sort, the, the kind who wanted to destroy us. And um, it, it quickly became apparent that the threat was real with you know the doxing of, of PK, where we were a real threat to the system. We are discussing men's interests um, uncensored uh, with with no uh, no real deference to women actually by design so some people would come to me and say hey you know we could probably fly under the radar if you just changed your language a little bit and mm -hmm. my goal was actually to keep the language there is as a as a um, canary uh, is a kind of a litmus test to see if we still had the ability to, to talk at all um, you know, if you if you give up just an inch, they take a mile, as it were. Mm. So the the issue the issue that I quickly identified was that we're having a conversation we're not allowed to have, and we need to uh, find a way to keep having it. And that became my passion. That's why I'm still involved. I mean, I you know, getting, getting laid is also cool, but for me, the passion is in making sure that men can talk. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the things that that we talked a little bit about on the pre-show. It's very top of mind right now, given that you know any anything that's considered kind of like ew, that's an icky topic of conversation, is just getting labeled as, well, that's not the kind of free speech we should have, right? And so, uh, if you can talk for a minute about you know big tech censorship and and how you see that, what I'd be particularly interested in hearing about is how you've seen that evolve over your time, because you've been in the game a long time. Uh, just keeping track of this stuff. So uh, how has that evolved from kind of, you know, beginning few years and then as, you know, the the readership or, you know, community kind of exploded and then, you know, how's that play today? Well, uh, you know, it reminds me of, um, the, I'm going to butcher it, but there's a quote somewhere out there that says, uh, if you agree with it, uh, it's not speech that requires protecting. So the idea is that the only speech that requires free speech protections is the stuff, the unsightly stuff, the uh, stuff that you don't want to talk about. And that includes stuff that even I don't agree with, uh, which includes, you know, like Nazis and all that stuff. Like there's there's stuff out there that I find quite distasteful and I, I don't want any part of it. But um, on a grander scale, the problem is, is if you don't defend the stuff you disagree with, they're certainly not going to defend you. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's yeah that's kind of how I got um, uh, or that's kind of how how we ended up in, in the free speech battle was that I saw the writing on the wall and I saw actually ironically the the target was on our backs until Donald Trump showed up on the on the scene and he actually took the target off our backs so he became more of a threat temporarily so apparently but um, he became more of a threat because. He was actually running for office. He was actually making political changes. I think the establishment itself is scared of men who are able to communicate. Um, they don't. They don't like it because men they 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 take action. They know how to solve problems and they can do so uh, decisively. And uh, so we were. We had our target. The target on our back for a while. Um, Reddit started a campaign against us. Um, they started axing other subreddits, and we knew they were coming for us, which is when we started our offsite backup, trp.red and forums.red. Um, and, uh, you know, the media started publishing hit pieces. It was maybe 
up to once a week uh, for a while there. And then the election, 2016 election cycle uh, started. That was, we were, I think Red, the Red Pill was around for about four years at that point. I think 2012 is when it started. Mm-hmm. And um, so 2016 happened and suddenly the Donald on Reddit became public enemy number one. And everyone was like, you know, oh, look at those misogynists, those racists. The same things they were saying about us, but now they're saying them about Donald Trump supporters. And um, a lot of the predictions I had made, people, of course, have doubted me over the years, but a lot of the predictions I made was, you know, that we would eventually see a shuttering and we would end up being chased around the Internet by various um, vendors and and, uh, big tech companies until we've got nowhere left to go. And so I made a very early and quick decision that we weren't going to play the cat and mouse game. We were going to start our own platform immediately. And actually, we started TRP.red just about when the first round of subreddit bannings happened under Ellen uh, Powell. I don't remember. Powell. Yeah, I remember. Um, So we actually started way, way back then. That was um, before the election. So we, we knew something was coming. And um, when uh, when we started seeing how um, the establishment, big tech, started reacting to Donald Trump supporters, uh, I think that kind of kicked our butts into gear because we realized this isn't just theory. This isn't just, you know, prediction. Like on my timetable, I was thinking, you know, in 10 years, we're going to be in trouble. Here we were a couple of years later, and, and uh, the Internet was silencing the president of the United States of America. So... Uh, I think that we will most certainly run into uh, more of this. The target's coming back our way uh, if Donald, if and when Donald Trump uh, leaves the stage. Um, I think they're going to start cracking down on men. Yeah, and I, and I don't – for anybody that thinks this is a far-fetched scenario, I, I, wrote, I saw a very good article in the Washington Post about how um, – that what's happening now is almost like akin to a post 9-11 style backlash in the form of the Patriot Act. And you're right that these, you know, once these freedoms go, they, they, they go away completely. Yeah. I think one of the things that too, that people don't realize is, well, first off, free speech isn't for speech you agree with. The saying is, you know, I'll defend uh, to the death your right to say what you want. You know, this, I'm yeah. butchering it. I've been, had some good whiskey. Thanks to uh, Mike here. It's good stuff. But anyways, you get the idea. It's, it's not for stuff you agree with. It's for the stuff you disagree with. Because like you said earlier, if once they come for them, you're next. And this stuff happens way faster than people realize, myself included. I had the normalcy fallacy for a long time. And then wouldn't you know it, like you just said a second ago, they just banned Donald Trump from the Internet. If they can ban a sitting president from the Internet entirely, wholesale, you know, uh, what's that meme say where, you know, they weren't coming for him. He was just in the way. Mm-hmm. Really, they're coming for all of us. So and like you just alluded to a second ago, when Trump came to prominence, it took the heat off of our backs temporarily. Now they're going to be gunning for everybody else that has, you know, wrong thing, wrong speak. Uh, it's very Orwellian. It's been hard to um, rally the troops uh, under this banner because I don't think everyone, I think most people on the red pill just want to get laid. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of them don't really want to get into politics. In fact, when I post about it, a lot of them get pretty upset that I did post about politics. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not even touching the surface. We're not getting into the deep topics of politics. 
you know, welfare or uh, the Fed or the, uh, you know, abortion, none of that stuff. Um, but I've had a lot of pushback when I say we're, we're at risk, um, we're in trouble. If we don't do something now, we're going to find it's too late. And I've had probably the, the biggest uh, uh, change of heart from, from a majority of the community in the past month, that actually the past week and a half, two weeks has been the biggest change of people coming up to me and saying, gosh, you know, I really thought you were out there. I thought maybe, you know, some people thought I was into TRP.red for my own gain. And I, I just would like to dispel that rumor. Um, I am massively upside down on it. And I will probably stay upside down for the rest of my life, which is fine by me. It was not, I didn't make it because I wanted to become rich. I didn't make it to become famous. In fact, I'm quite, quite the opposite. I don't want to be famous. Um, I made it because I wouldn't sleep at night if I wasn't sure men had a place to talk. That's, that's what I care about. So I've had, I've had guys come up to me saying, oh, we, we thought you were just doing it, you know, to make a quick buck. But now we've seen just how bad the tech censorship really will get. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've done a 180. I mean, it, even some of the older names from, from, uh, from, you know, way back in the day have uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I just want to let you know, I didn't realize how bad things would get, but here we are. So hopefully some of those names, if you're listening, will uh, help spread the word about TRP.red. Well, Talk about how it feels to be attacked for selling out and trying to monetize. We were joking about this on, uh, on our yeah. mod server today. It's like we make a dollar a day. Yeah, it's, 20, it's 25 bucks a month and it doesn't go to Joe and I personally, but that, but yeah. not, to, not to derail the conversation. So I, I totally yeah. understand, you know, the, the, the criticism there, it's, it's, you know, it's silly. You're, you're trying to keep, you know, server costs and stuff like that going. But, yeah. um, one thing that's interesting, so I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm one of those guys that, that kind of looked at this, you know, you and I had talked months and months ago about, um, you know, the, the nature of the conversation in the community, where things are headed. <laughs> I, I did. Well, I, and so at the time, my, my perspective was like, it's enough to just be a good example for people and, um, and it, and not have to take a hardcore political stance, but look, it's the re the reality is based on what's happened the past couple of weeks and months, it, it's not enough. No, like nobody's on the sideline. You can't just sit on the sideline and say like, well, I guess, uh, they'll take our freedoms away and I'll just not say anything about it. And I'll just, you know, go about my day and be a good citizen and try to be a, you know, a good person and make men better. But that's just not the way it goes. Yeah. They come yeah, from almost the, by uh, design actually right now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We're, we're stepping on each other a little bit. My, my super deep voice software <laughs> is, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, sketchy. Um, it's by design. Um, they want you to pick sides right now. I think they're, they're, trying to stomp stamp out the resistance early on mm -hmm. yeah no arguments there it's very much divide and conquer yeah, i think the reality of politics is that you know some people just need a demon and they won't stop until they find the next one right and mm -hmm. so uh and i'm not saying that's everybody and i know we qualify our statements all the time on this channel but that is very much what is happening right now that's why i find it interesting what's going to happen once trump goes away who are they going to attack next? It's not going to be Biden or Kamala Harris. Uh, so they'll find somebody else to attack at some point. It's, there's always a boogeyman. Oh, it's men. It's it's, uh, it's going to be white men um, at first, and then it's going to be all men quickly afterwards. 
And, um, you know, there's, I'm not going to claim this is my prediction because I think I was reading about it quite recently, but um, the first things uh, that the new regime are going to do are uh, implement a kind of a, a Patriot Act 2.0, which uh, it, it's, a, it's kind of a two-prong strategy. Prong one already happened. It came and went and we let it happen. And that was blurring the lines between um, disagreement and uh, hate speech, uh, racism, sexism, misogyny, all that stuff. That, that's come and gone now. So the sale has already been made there. Um, if you are part of this deep, uh, I don't know what you call it, the right, the uh, extremist right, I think they probably described some of us as, um, then this it's already assumed that, that we're sexist, misogynist, um, racist, uh, white nationalists, all that stuff. So that part's already assumed. That's already done. The media paid that way since 2012 and probably before. In fact, definitely before. Um, so part two is Patriot Act part two that makes um, this kind of nationalism into a terrorist uh, crime. And, uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I say nationalism. Yeah, and I say nationalism <laughs> because I'm a nationalist by all means. I think most people who love their... I'd say anyone who is willing to die for the country is nationalist to some degree. But the media has done a really good job of uh, making all mentions of nationalism uh, equate to white nationalism in everyone's minds. So uh, even just saying that, I, like, I hope you can say this on YouTube. You know, I'm almost a little worried that, that this will get you guys dinged. No, I, I think we're okay, but I, I think one of the points you're making here is that there are there are circles and parallels that are being drawn, and if, for example, you're making a quick assumption and you're stereotyping somebody, like just because Mike's talking on YouTube with a red hat about like you know guys should be able to do the stuff that they want to go do, you know that makes me bad. That makes me part of the system or the patriarchy or whatever needs to be destroyed. And unfortunately, what people forget is there's human beings on the other end of these ideas, right? Wait a second. Who's hang on? Who's Mike? I thought I was talking with Fred Durst. He's, the one who Mike. <laughs> He's had a very prolific career uh, uh, since the late late two thousands. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tonight, what you just said though is very very apt. We just saw this week the left call a half black, half Cuban dude a, a white nationalist, basically, when they critiqued uh, the Proud Boys as their example. And saying multiracial whiteness. How the hell does that make any yeah. sense? And yeah, it's just it this goofy, goofy, super duper loony left kind of mentality or uh, ideology that uh, if you are not with them, you're XYZ ism. Mm -hmm. So, and they all get lumped in together. So, it doesn't make any sense. And I think the most critically thinking people, especially those in the, cent in the center and then to the right from there, the only people that are really buying into this stuff are the far super duper left. Most people that are traditionally Democrat uh, centrist feel that they are people without a party, that the Democrat party has gone so far to the left now, everybody kind of to the right of them is just a racist. And it's not work, it's not gonna work long term, but they can do a lot of damage in the meantime. And I think we're gonna see that coming forward, like you're saying, with this. Patriot Act 2.0, that is bound to happen.
They're using what just happened on I, the sixth as this generation's right side fire. There's no other way to explain it. I don't think they're going to let the pressure off. They're not going to let the pressure yeah. off. And it's it's not going to hit, uh, bite them in the ass the way we hope, hope it will. We're, we're going to experience the uh, vice grip getting uh, stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, I, I think it, it is, it's, it's more than just the far lefties that are uh, being sold on this. It, it is pervasive uh, uh, propaganda that, mm -hmm. that keeps everyone in the dark unless you talk to them. I mean, I've got friends who, who are as red-pilled as you get on the, um, the uh, pandemic. I won't say much about that because I know that's a hot-button topic on uh, YouTube. Um, and then uh, you bring up Trump, and immediately it's like something snaps in their head, and they're like, "Oh, but the media doesn't lie about anything else." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's this kind of like selective. Uh, there's there's a word for it, and I'm not gonna look it up while we're chatting here, but there's a, a term for it. A guy said, "You know, I look at the newspaper, and I happen to be a scientist. I look at a an article about something in my field." And I realize how incredibly wrong uh, the article is. I, I realize that the journalists didn't dig very deep. They didn't. They didn't yeah. get a grasp of what the situation was, and they're totally wrong. They didn't understand it. And then I go into the next article and forget all of that and act like the rest of the news is is somehow accurate. Mm. Well, Mark Twain had a really good saying about this. You know, those that uh, read the paper or those that don't read the paper are uninformed. Those that do read the newspaper are misinformed. And we're yep. seeing a lot of that play out right now. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. So when you when you talk about uh, you know guys having a voice, right? You're you're talking about a place for men to talk. Uh, I think how do, how does the fact that journalism is completely you know is pretty much dead for the most part, at least any free journalism is terrible. Um, how does that combine with you know the fact that we nobody wants to have a civic discourse anymore or a a real intelligent debate it's all opinion and editorial and propaganda as you mentioned how do you then solve for that when you consider that you know you got to build a community of guys to trade notes about how to be successful in life well i think that you're the answer right there you guys have a channel um and you you're you're putting out better more honest more direct information than anyone would ever get from a mainstream uh, platform. And, and in fact, right now, I think just our introduction statement that, that we made at the beginning of this is more factual than anything the mainstream has ever written about the red pill. So you guys are already better journalists than the rest of them. Um, and you see this with other groups. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where I sit on like Tim Pool, but you got to admit the guy at least tries to get a balanced picture and he uh um you know he's got more viewers than cnn and and they don't like that by the way that's that's why we're watching the, yeah. the big tech um crackdown on on uh alt media and uh and social media they don't want people like you guys to be able to get a following and 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 they'll they'll succeed eventually this channel will have a target on its back for one reason or another whether it's because you guys said something wrong or because they ran out of other targets. Hmm. But it'll happen. Hmm. And the question is whether or not we'll have a way to broadcast to enough people to change minds um, when that happens. 
and that's and it's a just a point of fact. What you just said is 100% true. It just came out, I think, yesterday that Tim Pool has a bigger viewership than CNN does during the daytime hours. Mm-hmm. That's like, wow. Yeah. One YouTuber has more pool than an entire media network. So that's, well, uh, that, that's PewDiePie. PewDiePie did. They may took him down, too, because he's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. conservative. Oh, yeah. They had to uh, frame him as a Nazi because he was spitting red pills for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. You're right. It's only a matter of time before, um, you know, before somebody looks at us and figures out that, like, you know, telling guys to go lift weights and, you know, care more about self-improvement, that that's going to be controversial somehow. Uh, because they'll, they'll frame it however they want. But these, uh, when people f- play fast and loose with the ideas and you don't have any means of actually having a, a, a discussion where semantics and words mean what everybody thinks that they mean, uh, that becomes really, really problematic. And it's then easy to censor things that, um, that, you've, you know, that, that you think are bad that you can say, oh, that's a euphemism for something or it's a dog whistle for this or that. It's really easy to just start labeling whatever you want. And, but uh, we've they, seen it a billion times. They're going to cherry pick one thing, often out of context, hold that up to represent everything, painting it with a, a wide brush, and they miss the forest for the trees. That's what always happens with this kind of community. Hard. Yep. They don't have to try hard. I mean, we're talking about women as a group, and that immediately is a stereotype. And I mean, it's like, obviously, I've never met two women who are identical, but I can tell you if I go up to one and uh, slap them on the face, say, uh, you know, I like chicken noodle soup, you know, and uh, pull out my wiener. Uh, 100% of women are going to say, hell thanks. You know what I mean? So, so I, just made, I just made a generalization about women that's true, and you can test it right now. Yeah. Um, but generalizing don't, don't, don't is wrong. Don't go out and test it, guys. Right? Yeah, don't, don't, don't test that. That's not don't, good. Don't do that. I'm it free. It's actually pretty funny. That does have an air of fun to it. You're gonna laugh. We actually had a lot of this happening in um, back when the whole PUA scene was happening, right? These guys would walk. They're all in college age, right? 18 to 22. They just walk up to a girl and just blurt out, "I like salad," and they said it in a fun way, and they would laugh. It's, like, it's just like an in joke, and the girl just kind of like fell into the frame and laugh along with it. In a lot of cases, you like, that is so crazy. What does that mean? Boom! Why right into a conversation? That like stuff that used to work. That but stuff used to work. Being, being ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, you can say the most being. ridiculous things with the right delivery and have a lot of fun with it. But you got to give yourself yourself yeah. permission to do it. That's where a lot of guys go wrong is they kind of get in their head. They say it all awkwardly, and then women will mirror male emotional states in a lot of cases. And then if you're nervous when you say it, they're going to get nervous. Uh, there's a whole dichotomy to it. It's really interesting. Well, on a long enough timeline, saying I like salad yeah. or, or you know, chicken noodle soup is going to be a hate crime. <laughs> I mean, if we wait yeah, long well, enough, if we wait long enough. Uh, uh, approaching women now is going to be considered I, harassment if it keeps going the way it is. <laughs> go yeah. ahead, RPS, go ahead. I mean, it already is. It, it already is. I mean, we, we've already seen it being normalized that even, even just – you know, sign indications of interest is already a hate crime, um, especially in, in certain industries, and that'll grow. So, if 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 you're uh, if you work together and you say, hey, you want to go get a drink, you know, boom, right there, you've made me uncomfortable. This is wrong. This is bad. And by the way, this is not new. Meeting women at work or meeting you know someone 
like where else a lot of people work a lot you know where else are you going to meet someone you, mm -hmm. you, I, I used to think work was a great place especially if you have a you know just a a job that's a great place to meet women because you have a captive audience mike and i talked about this a long time ago in one of the rpu episodes the three most common places people would meet uh a significant other was like school work and church. uh so, no social circle which i guess church is part of that yeah and things have really changed in the last, I don't know, 7, 10, 13 years. The advent of social media has completely changed the game. And also the destruction uh, of our, our traditional, I don't want to say values, but the things that people traditionally did growing up have changed. Mm -hmm. And that's impacted the way people meet and form relationships. There's no question that has a, that's occurred. Uh, the biggie right now is online dating. So that's that's a really big one. I, we should drink, uh, dig out the uh, the article at some point. I forget when we had it, but it was a really interesting uh, change. Well, that's exactly that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. So, with, you know, yeah. if you talk about online dating, technology being in the way of every interaction that we have, don't you think at some point, uh, RPS? I'd love your thoughts on whether or not the pendulum swings back super hard. You know, there's a lot of people that just you know are, are saying, "Hey, I want to go. I want to be you know." unplugged from the grid type thing and i'm talking about like you know uh, not on social media i want to delete my facebook account i want to be more present i don't want to be tied to my device and i want to be interacting with real human beings don't you think that that at some point kind of becomes much more popular this kind of you know uh digital divestment i guess for lack of a better term i've, I've got a couple answers for that so i've got i've got the optimistic view uh, to answer your question, the optimistic view and then the realistic view. Um, optimistically, I think that the pendulum swings not in in generation, but intergenerationally. And I thought for a while, maybe Gen Z was starting to be like the most red pill generation ever. You know, we had the, the, the boomer uh, meme going around, which was pretty funny. Um, you had, you know, people just kind of checking out of the system, whatever that system might be. And um, unfortunately, that, that uh, generation still seems to want to participate on some level on the, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, the, the what have you. And I'll tell you, I mean, you guys, I, I probably don't need to tell you because you've been in public once or twice. But the, the, uh, <laughs> when, when you see like a commercial or a TV show of people like on their phones, walking around the city, walking into things and stuff, that's not that far off. You know, you go to a bar full of um, millennials and I guess, uh, is, I don't, is Gen Z just below millennials or something in between? Yeah, Zoomers, yeah. I don't know. The Zoomers. And, and you go to a bar and you realize they're spending more time um, on Snap, Snapchat than they are talking to the people that are next to them. And it, in fact, it gets in the way of game. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you go to go to a woman, you're like, you know, you have an opener, whatever that opener might be. Um, usually observational humor is kind of my go-to. You know, you make a joke about something that's happening. <laughs> of course, my observational humor is, man, you know, look at all these kiddos with their cell phones and, and their snapper chats and all that stuff. And, of course, they're like, <laughs> um, who the heck are you? And they're, they're too busy, yeah. you know taking, you know, footage of their dinner that they're about to eat. And um, so will the next generation look at um, 
this. I got maybe not next generation because the generational cutoffs are kind of arbitrary, but the next, sure. you know, the the group the group that's in in middle school right now going into high school, will they look at it and say, oh my gosh, broadcasting what you're eating is so old. Who does that? Who yeah. takes pictures of yeah. food? Who even who you know who does any of this stuff? So maybe maybe the new the new um, hipsters will be the anti digital hipsters. Hipsters you know, will save the world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they're going to be like, well, what hasn't been not done yet? And the, the next big thing is, of course, uh, the anti-digital movement. Um, you the know, of some sort. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, that being said, uh, you know, the digital world is here to stay as far as um, generating consensus and as far as communication tools you know for instance uh you know the new hipster may not have a facebook because only grandma uses facebook that's already happening that movement already started um people are ditching twitter and i frankly i never understood what the allure of 160 characters was to begin with because you've got all these people writing 10 posts in a row because they couldn't fit what their thought was in one post on twitter and but blogs have been around since the advent of the internet you know long form essay already existed people are just retarded mm -hmm. um yeah. so so uh <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna ditch the facebook but they're gonna have a phone that requires tcp ip in order to have a conversation with someone whether that's text or voice you know you're still going to need the internet as part of your life and you know the way things are going you won't be able to flush the toilet if the internet goes out yeah well i think the economics are certainly reliant on on the technology um i guess what i mean is that is exactly what we're talking about is the the a digital reset so to speak especially since people are pent up you know right now as we have been for the better part of a year in our houses with the same people you know interacting digitally and virtually I think it's. I think that's going to be passe, uh, and 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 as we things start to open up, whenever that ends up being, I think people are going to really want to enjoy the face-to-face -face interactions. Well, I, I got four points I got to add here. One, this spring break is going to be the spring break of all spring breaks. <laughs> people have been cooped up for a year. They're going to go out and make up for a, a year's worth of lack of sex. Mm -hmm. I'm telling. I'm calling it now. Two. Gen Z is the most conservative generation since World War II, but not for the reason a lot of people think. It really just comes down to attrition. Those that are hyper-liberal, super leftist, they simply just aren't having kids. They're having abortions. That's, that's the really brass facts of it. So more conservative families, conservative values, guess what? They're having kids, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and on. They've got the big families. They've got those traditional values that were well suited to building society. Uh, you know, and the other one here is that uh, we talked about how people are going to these bars and clubs and they've got their nose buried in their phones. And I've joked about this before. Steve Jobs is the world's biggest clock for inventing the iPhone <laughs> in social media. Uh -oh. So, yeah, it's, and I think like with Twitter, I'm guilty of this too, the, the shortening of attention span has been a phenomenon that's been happening for a long time. And Twitter kind of tapped into that uh, that vein of short attention spans that that 
short 160 characters speech kind of pattern taps into and it becomes very addictive. But so there's a feedback loop of making people addicted to it and then also giving people that hit that they need. So that's kind of how that all plays out in my mind. Joe, did you quit Twitter yet? I got pulled back in a little bit. I'm trying to move over to Gab, but Gab keeps being down. It's so tough to be engaged. It's not there. There's nowhere for Joe to go. There's nowhere for Joe to go. Let me tell you about how Twitter is evil and why I can't escape. Uh, (laughs) I I just reclaimed my uh, my Minds account, actually. So I'm going to start moving away from uh, Facebook over to there eventually. So the, like problem, the problem I'm running into with Gab is that they're still heavily, heavily limiting um, access. Um, and one of the ways that they prevent DDoS is specifically to limit VPN access. So you can get on there with a normal browser, but once you're on a VPN, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Now, today was the first day I was able to get on with a VPN, but um, they're definitely rate limiting VPNs more. Because, you know, the truth is, is that if you're using something like private internet access or Nord, uh, you're sharing IP addresses with everyone else who's using it. And I don't know about Nord. I think PIA has uh, two dozen IP addresses to choose from. So if they've got a million subscribers, I mean, obviously, 100,000 subscribers across 24 IP addresses, that means that if even, you know, a third or a tenth even of uh, the subscribers are... Uh, liberty-minded and don't want to get tracked, they're using VPNs. Um, it'll look like a DDoS attack. It'll, well, not even DDoS. It'll look like a mm. denial service. Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot of nets. Yep. Yeah. So actually, but that becomes a problem, and that's actually a, a huge limitation of VPNs, um, which is that when you are in an area like this, you get caught pretty quick for the wrong reasons. So if you're using a VPN, you're probably wondering why there's so many captures all over the internet too. And that's because the captcha only shows up for VPN IP addresses. If you wanted to spend a decent six bucks a month um, just to make your life a thousand times easier, get yourself a VPS, just a cheap Windows VPS, or uh, yeah, just a Windows VPS, and do your web browsing through that, you know? Just save yourself the trouble of using a VPN. Well, what's a VPS? Can you uh, describe that a little bit? It's a virtual private server, and uh, they make Windows one, so you log in using remote desktop. Looks like a regular Windows desktop. And some companies, they do. They offer them pretty cheap. Uh, I mean, if you want any kind of power behind it, you're looking closer to 15 bucks. But frankly, just the ability to have your own IP address is pretty nice. And that's what uh, I think easy VPNs about 10 or 15 a month anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, and and then you don't have to share this IP with others. That isn't to say that you know if, if you're on a cheap VPS provider, the last guy was probably using that IP address for spam anyway. So maybe my advice is crap. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yes. No, I think digital digital hygiene is is important, and I think it's interesting that we talk about. Uh, you mentioned that that you know you don't want to be famous, you want to be anonymous. I think the coming generations are going to want and value highly anonymity because it's not going to be a thing anymore when our, you know, when my kids grow up. Right. Um, I would disagree with that. Yeah. I think everybody growing up now wants to be the next YouTube star. It, when we grew up, we wanted to be a baseball player, a movie star, 
what have you, a celebrity of some way, the famous, rich and famous. And now that we've seen so many people on YouTube go in that trajectory, it's something way more accessible to the masses. And you see these kids who grew up watching these YouTube stars. I think that's going to be just the natural uh, evolution of where things go. You'll start seeing movie stars waning in their popularity. That's like, oh, those are just that's the boomer way of being famous. Now the new way of being famous, YouTube, uh, Snap, uh, TikTok, stuff, whatever the next generation of that'll be, that's where we're going to see the new stars evolve from. So, so Joe, I mean, I think I've I've posted on this a couple times, um, and really this deserves its own you know hour long conversation. But I believe that um, kind of the the internet age of micro celebrities uh, is truly ruining interpersonal relationships to a degree that I'm not sure we can ever recover from it. So to, to give an example, um, people don't just look at YouTube and say, I want to be like that guy. Right now, if you uh, dedicate a significant amount of time to posting on the internet, and you've got, you know, some kind of, um, uh, you know, gimmick or, or topic that people care about, you can gain hundreds of thousands of, of followers and subscribers. And if you're a woman, you can have cleavage and gain millions of subscribers pretty instantly. And um, so the issue becomes that what are you, who, who are you competing with? If you're having a conversation with someone in real life, you're this one guy that the whole the idea of someone looking up to you and, and having this kind of mentor uh, relationship with someone is gone because who's got respect for anyone when they've got 100,000 people waiting to listen to everything you write on Twitter and more so for women who cares what this dude at the bar said because I've got a thousand or a million thirsty betas uh, hanging on every picture. I've got a hundred of them giving me their paycheck every week. To, to see me reveal cleavage on, um, what's that one, OnlyFans, right? How, how do you even compete with that? I mean, OnlyFans has brought um, prostitution into the mainstream, which is insane because I sound like, I sound like my grandfather. Yeah. You know, okay, being like, well, they're going to make prostitution. They're going to they're going to make prostitution yeah. mainstream again, and and it's like I was like, okay, that's insane. And then OnlyFans shows up, and you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, you, you laugh. Insane. It's 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 Basically, funny. It's funny to go like, oh, you're the old guy oh. shaking his fist on the lawn until your teenage daughter ends up on there. It's not funny. So, <laughs> Chris Rock had this bit so, years ago, and it's the dad's job to keep the daughter off the pool. Well, the new version of that is to keep the daughter off of social media. Keep her off OnlyFans. That's it. I say yeah. social media in general. And it's going to rot their brain. So I agree. I agree with Joe on, on the front that the mini celebrity status is ruining people in, in the sense that once your head is so far in the clouds, you never get it back. And, and you can see it just like look at before social media, but look at Disney children. Mm. When it, basically every Disney star ended up which is completely insane. A broken person, and yeah. full of yeah. broken. Just and they, oh broken. man! Yeah, when they it, hit the because, wall, it's even know, worse. It's more amplified when they're yeah. an internet celebrity because they're not a real celebrity, you know. So they don't have it. Yeah. it won't carry forward through older uh, when they're older in life, especially for women. Yeah, you know how this goes. You know, the world's their oyster when they're young, but once they cross that Rubicon, it's a whole different story. 
those in the internet game, these Instagram stars, they're in for a rude awakening in five or ten years. Yeah. That's my two cents. I also agree with with I agree with Mike on, on one front, which is that um I think privacy will be a commodity. Oh yeah. I think that I think that um there will be a huge market for privacy in in the near future. Um fake identities are gonna start existing but you're not going to get it because you're trying to sneak into a country. You're trying to sneak back onto the internet, hmm. um, <laughs> which just sounds insane, but go ahead and go ahead and bookmark this stream folks actually download it because it won't be around when you, when you need it. Yeah. But um, selling fake identities is going to be currency on the internet. Mark my words, it's happening. It's already happening now. Um, it, frankly, I could probably, um sell my reddit username for god who knows a lot of money right now but i'm not i'm not even you know not the target we're looking at creating complete false uh people i think that a lot of people who've been canceled are going to be shopping and a lot of people who see the people getting canceled are going to say how do i avoid getting canceled because we've got we got people who are genuinely they made a mistake we got um Way back in the day, there was that guy uh, who made the dongle joke at a tech conference. Oh yeah, Do you guys remember, remember that? that one? Yeah, yeah. He, it was it was towards the beginning. It was like right when GamerGate started kicking off, and he said, "I'd I'd fork that dongle or something like that." Which you know, dongle is an actual tech term, and fork is also a term for uh, repos. But um, some girl overheard it in the audience, and she was she was a she was a um, HR manager. She was there for um, uh, hiring. She was there to, to uh, recruit. And she reported, she put it on Twitter, got fired instantly because they were being lewd and, and trying to keep women out of tech. So uh, those guys, I mean, between these two guys sitting talk. next to each other. It was, right. it was I mean, they weren't even broadcasting it. Yeah, they yeah. got canceled over it. So, you know, there's a degree to which. I think it'll go one of two ways. Either A, people are going to start looking for privacy, shopping for privacy, whether that means a fake identity or, I mean, VPN is a good start, but even that is kind of, it's it's uh, kind of a halfway solution. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, the uh, VPN is not going to solve your problem. Um, right. And, and we can go into that at some point. I, I'm not an expert by any means, but... Um, if you're not using a VM for uh, your VPN traffic, you're just forget about it. You're just wasting time. Um, but on the other side of things, I think you're going to have um, perhaps a situation where if enough people get canceled, it, it's a badge of courage, right? If everyone get can gets canceled, no one gets canceled. That's if, true. if we can hit a critical mass, you know, because I think there's a degree to, like, for instance, uh, Trump was a great example of a guy who got so massively canceled that, like, you look at the, the um, PK atheist, right, and his whole scandal is like, oh, he he uh, he said something about rape, which was, like, not even controversial, in my opinion. Um, at this point, he looks like an angel compared to all the stuff that's happened since 2016, right? It's It's... Almost like Trump gave cover to to most of these people that got canceled. 
I think if it keeps going like it is, then getting canceled is just like, oh, and how old were you when your cancellation happened? It's it's yeah. it's just a, another part of life. It's it's getting christened. We're talking about moral yeah. relativism, and what's interesting <laughs> is you know Bill Maher, who I I don't you know I don't really agree with, but at least I respect the fact that he has an opinion and takes a stance on things. Uh, Bill Maher on his HBO show recently said that uh, let's not confuse five thousand fanatics that stormed the Capitol with seventy five million voters. Right. And so, like, what, honestly, what are you going to do? That's good. What are you going to do? Cancel half of society? Honestly. And I don't think that's that's realistic. Well, Tim Pool made a good point about this just recently, where when you kick everybody off of your platform that doesn't talk the way you do or agree with your your ideology, then they're just going to go to their own place and make their own like Gab did or to whatever it might be. And when that ends up happening is now you have no way to communicate. There's no bridge between the two ideologies. So you got your world, they've got their world, and in no place do they ever meet. Yeah. And this is what's happening with the internet is we're seeing this big divide. It's already been there. It's just now it's being exasperated. Exa- That's the right word. This whiskey's good. Exaggerated. Exaggerated, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the internet is becoming... Or exacerbated is the word. Exacerbated is the word, yeah. I'm... I'm- I am also having a nice glass of whiskey. I'm the only yes. sober guy in the stream. What's happening? Right I guess now? so. What's Good wrong Lord. with you? Good yeah. Lord. So, but something that uh, RPS just said a minute ago, though, that the internet is basically a country without borders, and big tech is the government. Mm. Whereas in reality, it's supposed to be, well, not that. But this is what we've kind of come, come things have kind of settled into. Uh, the Section 230, the way things are shaking out. So. I, I see where you're going with, and I agree, but there's always the uh, the ever-present thumb on the scale of government. So big tech could very easily be reined in if they got regulated like a utility. I don't think it'll happen, uh, but it might be time for that discussion. And that discussion alone could be enough to curtail them going whole hog with this cancel culture BS. So as, as, as a guy who's working... Um on the front lines of the free speech um, fight. I'm going to say a couple things um, and a few things that I kind of wanted to just get into this interview in the first place. Um, my goal originally was to make sure that the bill had somewhere safe to land. Um, it has since broadened and it is now a place for men to communicate about anything. But for men specifically, it's going to be men's issues. If you, if you want to defend free speech, you're going to end up defending Nazis and racists and all that stuff. I don't want to take that on. It's not an interest of mine. I'm not passionate about it. I'm passionate about men being able to have a conversation. So that's that's what my project has broadened into, is the ability for men to have any conversation, no matter how stupid or smart they want it to be, they should have the right to say it. A digital locker room, if you will. The issue that I'm running into is uh, butting heads with the the Section 230, um, uh, the anti-230 crowd. And the problem is, is that never in history has there been a time where the government showed up and said, we're the government, we're here to help, and things got better. The government cannot regulate its way out of this one. And if you've watched anything the government's done, you know that more regulation is going to make it worse, not better. Mm-hmm. If they were to repeal 230 as it stands today, I would close up shop. TRP.red would be closed instantaneously, and you'd never hear from me again. And that's all there is to it. Um, you just kind the of only reason we're, 
Yeah, you inadvertently quoted uh, uh, or paraphrased Reagan. You know, there's no worse thing you want to hear than I'm from the government and we're here to help. So two thirty, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be done overnight. And um, the 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 reason is because of liability. It's it's strict liability. Two thirty is what removes strict liability. And so what that means is, right now, if you go on my website and you say I'm gonna go kill X Y Z some guy, right, a real person, it has to be a real person for that to be a credible threat. Um, right now. Uh, the way 230 is structured, I report it to the authorities, and um, if if it's you know unlawful material like child porn or something like that, I take it down, report it, take it down. You've done your due diligence, and, and in fact, it it's uh, been you know already been tried, uh, or uh, um, uh, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's been um, the, the idea has been exercised in court. Um, to the degree that having it be on the platform uh, only becomes kind of a responsibility after you've been alerted to it. So that's why there's, that's by the way, the reason there's a report button on almost every social media uh, site you see is because uh, they're just doing their due diligence to allow for a reporting mechanism. As long as that reporting mechanism is in place and as long as they uh, operate on the reports, they're in the clear. So I report that I've seen something, uh, you know, illegal, I've removed it, I've reported to authorities, and that I wash my hands of it, I walk away. If we don't have 230, then I am responsible for that. It's as if you had child porn on your personal laptop. It's as if I made the threat against the person myself. Uh, 230 is the only thing that lets me exist as an independent um, platform. Now, I think that the the meme that you're hearing from the from the right on um, getting rid of 230. Some people say it's Trump kind of, um, you know, his negotiation uh, tactic, which is um, aim for, you know, the moon and then, uh, you know, land somewhere on Earth. Um, the problem is, is that I think it's being pushed by big tech themselves, and I think they're very clever about it. The thing is, is Facebook is filthy, damn rich, and they know it. And in order to be protected legally for your speech, what what do what do newspapers do? They hire an editor. The editor decides, all right, this is a little bit on the edge. We're going to send it to a lawyer for review. This is not on the edge. We're going to push it this way. We're going to push it that way. And the editor, by the way, ends up, you know, the last buck stops with him. <laughs> Facebook has the money. It's going to it's gonna suck for them. It's going to cost them money, but they have the money to hire a team to preview everything that goes on their platform. Now, mind you, that's a huge undertaking, and it's going to be a big problem for them. You know who it's going to be a bigger problem for? Little guys. Little guys like me. I can't afford to hire someone to do that. I can't do it. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. They're going to look at every piece of content before it's published, they're going to allow certain things to get through. And then, and then you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, I, uh, you know, we expect uh, $200 million per year in legal expenses to settle. And that's their budget. That's their 230 budget. And for them, that's totally fine. They can afford that. They've got $5 million settlements, $100,000 settlements. They've got settlements left and right. But you know what? They spend more on advertising. So it's not a big deal. This is just the cost of doing business for a big tech 
organization. They're going to do that. They want to do that because it raises the barrier for other people to get into the industry. And if, if anyone doubts my reasoning here, let me just ask you, what's stopping you from starting your own bank? All that regulation. Yeah. The guy, they got, they got themselves into a nice cushy position and then they regulated themselves into a monopoly. They made sure yep. no one else could get there. Do you know why PayPal has no competitors on the internet? Well, they do. Oh, I'm very sorry. Limited. Very limited. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they don't have, they don't have a competition because they were there when it was the wild west. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, they regulated themselves into a monopoly. Right now, there's a lot of regulation. You have to become a money transmitter to do what they're doing right now. Yeah, I think the closest thing and is like Venmo, Venmo, maybe. Venmo is PayPal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the other one would be uh, Snapchat by Square. Gotcha. That's, yeah, that's and, and, and you've got, you got, yeah, and you've got Facebook who's doing kind of a, a shortened version of it. But uh, you have to be a money transmitter in all 50 states and, and i don't know what the international regulations are but i'm sure they're not easy and um to become a money transmitter in in 50 states that the starting cost just licensing getting everything together getting your your applications in it is it's over five million dollars to start and then um you also have to uh, look at um know your customer laws which, by the way, are Obama-era laws. I hate those things. Um, yeah, so so it becomes it becomes very difficult to even get into money transmission. Someone asked me because we had tipping on TRP.red. We don't at the moment. We we had this ability for you to uh, tip users for their contributions, and we take twenty percent off the top. So they get eighty cents per tip. We get twenty cents per tip. Everyone's happy. Um, and I actually had to cancel the program before it got used because uh, my lawyer who reviews everything, all the crazy, wacky ideas I put into place, he goes, no way, <laughs> no, you can't do that. There's just no way. You're holding the money, you're acting as a bank, you're wearing money transmitter. And there are ways to do it that aren't money transmission, but unfortunately that qualifies. Mm -hmm. This is all because someone said, hey, I don't like how this guy's doing it, let's add more regulation. Someone was upset because an eBay purchase went wrong and PayPal showed up like uh, like Jesus Christ himself with the solution mm -hmm. to solve it via regulation. And those same people are coming to us with solutions for free speech on the Internet. Here's the problem, guys. Free speech is, is given the big tech all of the ability to censor you. we got to get rid of that. And here's how we're going to get rid of it. We're going to regulate speech on the Internet. Doesn't that sound great? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if there's a way that you could run, put, like, put me out of business. does a Subscribestar or PayPal or any of the payment processors, it would be interesting if they had an API solution that would allow you to plug in through that and then distribute the uh, the tips, <clears throat> take a portion off the top of yourself. So there, yeah. there are. Um, Stripe has a, it's called the PayFAC. Hmm. Um, and we could get into that. It's probably a topic well, for another day, but um, I already know Stripe at, probably will. Look into Payfax. Stripe though is going in the, on the uh, the crusade as well. They just canceled somebody. 
well, we're recently. I forget who it was, but they're yeah. When the whole canceling thing went with Gab and PayPal and not PayPal, uh, Parler and the other ones, yeah, Stripe said, "Nope, we're going to cancel you too." They were all on board with that. Yeah. It, so the idea behind it is that they take their money transmitters licenses and they kind of they rent them out. And yeah. since the money doesn't touch your hands, it touches their hands. Uh, you're more of a uh, an affiliate than you are an actual handler. And okay. uh, Stripe has, they actually just launched it pretty recently. Hmm. Um, and I actually considered it. And then I had the exact same thought you did, which is that we, we get shut down and it would be, I don't know, what, 10, 20 hours of, of dev work to integrate for something that's going to shut us down pretty instantly. Well, I don't think we would immediately. It's we, we, you, us, everybody in this community right now, we're small fries. We're flying under the radar for the most part. No one's going to notice us. Now, if we had, say, a million viewers or even 100,000 viewers, then it, it would be concerned. But right now, there's way bigger fish to fry, way more people to uh, draw the ire. I think we and you have all done a really good job of kind of staying small, staying you know out of the limelight, so to speak. So I think we've done okay in that I respect. I don't think that's going to last. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last. You guys have grown in popularity. Uh, maybe. I think long term, though, you'll be fine. Oh, sorry. Short term, you'll be fine. Long term, we'll, be, we'll all be banned, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, we're all screwed in the long term. It's just how long you have. Red, Red Pill on Reddit yeah. has almost 2 million subscribers. Um, TRP.red is getting um, between the two um, platforms, TRP and forums.red. We're getting about 10 million hits a month, which is not small. Um, so yeah, most of the most of the traffic, yeah, most of the traffic is um, logged out. Um, but people are people are landing on our site because Google still indexes us, and they don't index the uh, Reddit anymore. Um, oh. I think I think we're big enough fish. I mean, we already saw when the media was taking aim at us. They're going to come back, and since this channel that we're on right now, this YouTube channel, is the official endorsed channel. It's not going to take them too long to look at it and say, hey, you guys are related. Look at that, that nice, that awesome-looking logo you guys have. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's got to be related. we got to take them down. Well, they, they're going to have to justify it. We've done a pretty good job of staying above board, I think, uh, for the most part. Now, you just made a good and point. I, and I think I've done a good job of keeping my conspiracy theories off of this chat, <laughs> unless I've gotten too far off the deep end. No, you're good. You guys are going to publish this. You guys are going to publish this, and it's going to be like five minutes of me saying, hello, thanks for having me, and that's it. Because they're like, the rest we couldn't put on YouTube, but check uh, out OnlyFans, where all the dirty stuff is. Yeah, the live, uncensored OnlyFans. Uh, oh, Mike's, Mike's OnlyFans of him doing deadlifts in his short shorts. Oh my God! Yeah, right. It's, I'm, I'm, set, I'm setting up my OnlyFans too. Once we get to ten thousand followers, that's, that's what I that's what I promised everybody. And what it what it's going to be is just number one weightlifting videos, and number two is just backups of all the YouTube content. So when we get shut down, <laughs> come so, on, guys. I did want to ask you though. So, what is your long term view for the community? Where do you see this all going in? Oh, let's say ten years. If you remember the, uh, I went blank on the name of the damn website. The futurist, the the ten year thing he said by twenty twenty, uh, the misandry bubble. Oh yeah, off. yeah, yeah. What was that? Whatever that was. Yeah, what what the, is your treatise on that? Ten years out, where's your views uh, taking all of this? Um, that was um, the singularity uh, futurist right. singularity twenty fifty dot com. 
in case anyone wants to look into it. He has a uh, an update for um, 2020, by the way, for the misandry bubble. So if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. Um, so I, I was saying it earlier because I was just kind of shoehorning it in the conversation, but my, my original um, uh, purpose was to have a landing spot for the red pill, which is conversation. It's about a positive um, identity for men and sexual strategy specifically. So <clears throat> the uh, subreddit is still staying on sexual strategy. That's basically our plan to the end. And if our subreddit gets taken down, forums.red slash I slash the red pill will continue that fight. We will continue talking about sexual strategy until I'm dead and perhaps even longer. Um, but the, the rest of the um, platform uh, became so much more. And we realized this in probably 2015, uh, there were some fights uh, among the Manosphere. We had men going their own way, were pretty upset with the red pill. And the red pill was upset with men going their own way because we, you know, one faction saw the other faction is giving up and the other faction saw them as worshiping pussy, you know, putting uh, pussy on the pedestal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then men's rights, uh, there was a movie that came out called The Red Pill. Have you guys uh, seen that one with Casey J? I think is her name. And, I've, seen uh, I've seen the trailers for it, yeah. Yeah, so she, I think it's on Netflix now, but um, yep. she made a uh, a documentary about the men's rights movement called the red pill and um she obviously chose that name because it's controversial we we were well established in the market the red pill is a phrase started with us we we uh i hadn't seen it anywhere mainstream now it's now it's freaking everywhere so i guess we got that going for us to be fair um, i think paul elam preempted us or paul, came about paul at the same elam, time yes, using yes. that so it was, yeah. The, yeah, it was, he started, yeah. Yeah, the advent was around the same time together. He he started using it, I think, around the same time, but I think it was, um, yeah. it was, I think it was uh, the, the Red Pill subreddit that popularized it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, definitely. Because before that, yeah, no, no one was using that phrase before. Now it's everywhere. It's, mm -hmm. uh, Elon Musk has said it on, um, you know, live podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. I think even Donald Trump has said, take the red pill. Um, but if not, I think it was Don Jr. Maybe, but the point yeah. is it's a very popular phrase. Now. I mean, and, I've, um, I've heard it, I've heard it weekly on Fox news for the past couple of months. And what's crazy yeah. is people forget. Now I was alive when the matrix came out. People always forget that it's just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor from a movie. <laughs> it is. I going to see a fourth one. Metaphor. Yeah, yeah, they're making another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three of them. That's but, actually. But now it's not, the, it's not the Wachowski brothers now. It's the sisters. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on another show. Do your thing. The, good for the, the, good yeah, for the, the new, the new, yeah. the new red pill is opening your eyes to the fact that cut off your genitals and become the other thing. How about, so, this, um, is gonna, this is going to make me sound transphobic, but I'd like to keep my penis. <laughs> oh, canceled. Get, it's a, get a hot hot take yeah so so um so yeah so we had we had these fights and um everyone everyone started kind of arguing uh with each other rather than um 
cooperating to realize that there was a, a bigger enemy at the gates. Um, I was, so I brought up uh, KCJ's Red Pill because uh, the men's rights movement, when that came out, everyone was ending up on Reddit slash r slash men's rights. And the top post for a while was, make no mistake, we're not those guys. And that was it. That was the big one. It was, we're not those guys. The title of this movie has nothing to do with those awful women haters. And they learn nothing from that experience of being the resident women haters mm-hmm. until we showed up. So, so for the longest time, the men's rights movement was maligned because they were being called the misogynists. They were the women haters. They didn't, they didn't uh, cooperate with the status quo. And then finally, we show up and we're like, actually, you know what? Maybe there is a difference between men and women. Let's investigate that. And the men's rights movement is like, finally, someone showed up. Those are the misogynists. You know, worry about them, not us. And uh, so that was a real disappointment. The good news is at least uh, one of their big mods there has uh, realized that we're in the same place. So they made the men's rights tribe on TRP.red. Uh, men going their own way, they have also made a tribe on TRP.red. Um, where have all the good men gone? Uh, has made a tribe on TRP.red. And they have a forum as well with a complete archive of their old posts. Oh, sure. Uh, where where the good men are is on forums.red with a complete archive of their posts. So if they get shut down, we have historical, uh, uh, the whole the whole history. I uh, We wrote the software. I had it commissioned to archive subreddits in, in uh, perfect digital form, not just a download of like HTML scrapes, but actual database scrapes. So we, we can uh, utilize it in our forum software. Uh, the red pill has the entire database cataloged and is all accessible on forums.red. Uh, red pill women, STRP, um, and a couple others. Um, they're all archived, ready to go, and they're open actually right now. You can start participating, although I don't think participation is going to uh, hit a critical mass until uh, we get shut off of Reddit, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I want to stay where the normies are as long as we can. I, and I agree. That's that's kind of where we're at right now. But just kind of follow back up with what we were talking about before. So it wasn't that long ago the admins were on the process of shutting down the subreddit, right? And then at some point, and they just decided to give us a state of execution. What was up with that? I know about as much as I think uh, we published, and that is that they gave us a notice that we'd be shut down shortly, and to uh, make our time. Hmm. Any speculation on what may have changed that made them change their mind? I have some insider info. <laughs> um, <Ooh. laughs> you can tell um, it's I don't want to. Yeah. I don't, don't want to step on any toes here. So things are happening behind the scenes. <laughs> I think I know what it is actually, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Um, right. Needless to say, I don't think the decision to shut down our subreddit was a an officially agreed upon decision mm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it there so, right. so what i'm gathering from this is joe slept with somebody high up at reddit it's just <laughs> clearly that's what happened it was it was he told me it was just a strict tease but yeah I'll... yeah i can neither confirm nor deny thank you for jumping on that <laughs> grenade joe for all of us totally not ellen powell <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell us what, yeah. you know, so, what, okay. what didn't we ask and, and what do you want to go out talking about as your most important piece there and tell us where they can find yeah. you. To, to finish actually the, the answer to where are we in 10 years, um, when we uh, realized that this was bigger than just the red pill, we realized that they're coming after men. Gillette had their advertisement out, but that was just tasting the waters, you know, about how anti-male can we get. Um, we already know that, that um, you know, Joe Biden's on board with uh, reparations for every color in the book and every gender in the book, except for men and except for white. But make no mistake, this is not a white men's movement. This is a multicultural movement. In fact, probably the, the people we help the most are in ethnicities that are not generally popular in the United States uh, or even where they live. Um, it's, it's people who, who are maligned by women in general, so they, they have a hard time, you know, getting along in, in the dating market. We're not a white group, but white men are the first on the chopping block, followed by every other man. And in fact, I think I saw an article the other day that said black men were the white people of gender. I, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, it was bizarre. It was a vice article. It was black men are the white men of black people. Or something like that, and it, it made no sense whatsoever. But they're they're coming, they're coming for the black guys, and and black guys. I mean, the black culture itself. Really, I think if you want to talk about alpha, um, black cultures in 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 uh, in gender, um, the alpha ness a lot better. So they will definitely be on the chopping block very soon. Um, I envision uh, a place where men can feel free to speak with each other about anything, locker room talk, that kind of thing, and not necessarily agree with each other. So I know there's a lot of people who don't like uh, gay lube oil. You guys are all familiar with that on the show. Yeah. Um, some people don't like him. I love him. I think he's an agent of chaos. I think he's a great guy. I think he shakes things up and you can't get stagnant. So if you're listening to this, GLO, love you, bro. <laughs> Um, but not a lot. Of people, he's not a cup of tea. And there, there, there's other people who um, want you know to go a different direction. Men going their own way, men's rights, all these different groups. They need somewhere they're safe to talk and they're safe to moderate their own their own groups. And so that's what I'm promising. We are a free speech pro, uh, platform for men. We allow men to be men to talk about men's issues. And if you come on uh, our platform, you start your own tribe, you start your own forum, you get complete autonomy. I don't get to say what you do with your, your uh, group. Uh, we don't censor, we don't um, do anything. We don't even have the ability to censor what you're doing outside of, of course, uh, illegal activity, which uh, will be shut down very, very quickly. But um, you are in control of your own group, you're in control of your own destiny. So. If you disagree with me ideologically, but you're a man and you want to talk about men's issues, join up. You're welcome, and you get to be there. I'm not going to have a say in it. I don't want to say in it. I don't want to be a moderator of men's conversation. I just want to facilitate it. Mm. <clears throat> and, uh, it's an important distinction. Started it. Yeah. Yeah. We've already started it. We've got a lot of engagement. It's The conversation's gotten very good, very spicy, very quick. It's like the men's locker room of the internet. I dig it. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're. So if, you. And uh, by the way, uh, and, oh, T, go ahead. 
Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're stepping on each other a little bit. T, it's trp.red and um, our, our sister site, forums.red. Uh, trp.red is where all the action's at. But uh, if you decide you want to go on there, if you're interested in starting your own group, your own tribe is what we call it. You can make public tribes. You can make private tribes. Uh, you can make a read-only tribe uh, in which uh, only you and your uh, your set um, moderators can can uh, yeah you, they can they can broadcast to the group. Um, they can reply, but they can't post their own posts. That kind of thing. Or you can have just a discussion group on a topic you find interesting. It doesn't have to be related to sexual strategy. You could be like, here's a men's group about cigars. What's the best cigar? That kind of thing. You can you can go on there. It's free. You can sign up today. Uh, you can set up your own tribe, click create new tribe, and you're well on your way. We've already got over 300 tribes, and it's growing. Um, and uh, our forum software is very, very similar to Reddit. If you contact me on uh, trp.red, I'll enable your forum for free as well. It's still in beta, which is why it's not enabled by default. But uh, hmm. trp.red. Uh, forums.red, you'll always find me there. And if, you know, the internet goes dark, um, I guess uh, look up in the sky and, and check out the projection on the moon. So uh, what about you yourself? Uh, Twitter, Gab, where can we find you? I'm on Gab at gab.com slash school. I'm no longer on Twitter because fuck those dicks. Uh, <laughs> not literally. Rock on. No, really, tell us how you really um, uh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm still on Reddit for some reason at Red Pill School, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm on I'm on your Discord. So if you guys ever want some like one-on-one -on -one advice, don't ask me, but I'm there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, what else? What else? Uh, you I are guess, on uh, trp.red. Yeah, trp.red. Obviously, yeah, yeah. And OnlyFans. And OnlyFans. <laughs> That's too hot for YouTube. So. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I think we can okay. probably end it there. If you guys uh, want, yeah, go hit them up. We'll have all the descriptions down below, or all of the links will be down below in the description. So yeah, definitely uh, follow them on Gab. Hit them up over on uh, Discord, Reddit, trp.red. And I want to thank you again for coming on the show. This has been good. We'll have to do this again sometime. RPS has been a real pleasure, man. Thank you.